0: What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a show on the Cheap Seats Network where we chat about wellness, lifestyle, navigating this crazy world, and just doing our best to be a good human. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. What is it, my friends? And welcome back to another episode of Good Human. I'm back from my social media hiatus, which means we're back into our regularly scheduled programming. If you don't know, I took the month of June off of social media and off of Good human as well. and it felt like a really natural stopping point pause point because I started Good Human in June of last year. So we wrapped up season one, I took a little time off, and now we're back. In the past, from've taken time off from the content creation that I do, It's still been on my mind and I've still utilized that time to kind of plan and like stay inspired and get ideas going. But this past month away from social media, I did not do any of that, which was so refreshing to just completely get it off my mind. But at the same time, it sent like a little bit of panic through me because once I did start back up with the stuff, like I was going to have no ideas. But I sat down the other day and made a two-page list of topic ideas for this podcast, so I'm really excited for what season two is going to bring. I want to have lots of guests on because there's really only so much that I can speak to in my experience, and the whole point of this podcast is for us to kind of open up conversations about things and learn and grow together and there are so many topics that I have questions about and I'm interested in and I don't know anything about, so I really want to bring on lots of guests this season to broaden our horizons and learn a little bit, have a laugh along the way, and I'm really excited about it. So I thought for the first episode back, it was perfect timing to do a little mid-year check-in, some reflections on the last six months, because we are now halfway through 2022 If you've listened to this podcast before, you know how I feel on the passage of time. It never makes sense. Never adds up. There's just simply no way that we are closer to January 2023 than we are to January 2022. But I'll save my existential crisis for my own time. And I don't know about anybody else, but it can be really, really easy for me to kind of slip into autopilot day-to-day. Where the days just fly by so quickly... Because you're just, you're doing the same thing and you're not really being mindful of your life or what you're doing. And then it starts to feel like you're not really living life. That you're just, like, existing through these days that are passing by so, so quickly. Anybody else? Anybody else feeling that way? No? Just me? Katy Perry really did say it best. Like, I do feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind. My point to that is I find this time of the year a really nice time to like regroup, slow it down, think a little bit about my life. I like to kind of get into the headspace that I'm in around the new year time, like that kind of vibe is what I try to kind of check in on, touch base on this time of year, just so that I don't, you know, waste the next six months of my life feeling like a plastic bag drifting through the wind. So if that's also something that you're interested in, if you're feeling like you kind of want to regroup on some of your intentions, look back on some of the goals and intentions that you had at the beginning of the year, then grab a pen, grab a notebook, or grab your iPhone notes, and let's dive in together. Before we do though, I do need to give a shout out to the sparkling water of the day. I don't know if this is a new flavor of the Trader Joe's sparkling water, or if this is just the first time I'm seeing it, but they have a watermelon lemonade, and I found my new hyperfixation beverage. It's so good. And I'm going to drink it every single day until I get sick of it. I can promise you that. So grab your favorite sparkling water or beverage of choice. And let's get into our mid-year reflections. So I like to start this little journey by reflecting on the first half of the year. So I like to start by making lists, just like a little brain dump, of things that I did in the first six months. So wins that I had and accomplishments, fun things, like fun memories, stuff that I did, stuff that I'm really grateful for in the first six months. I personally find it easier to do this looking back on stuff. So if you journal, looking back at old journal prompts, your photos, like your calendar, just to remember some of the things that you did. Because I don't know about you, but I have just the worst memory. I live my life and then my brain like clears its cache on its own when I didn't want it to and then I forget everything that I ever did in my life. So looking back on old journal prompts or like my iPhone notes or my photos really helps to kind of jog my memory a little bit. Think about what I did from January up until now and I just like to write out as much as I can. Like the big things obviously are probably some of the first stuff that comes to mind but also the small stuff like i said just fun memories and fun things that you did and things that you're grateful for and if you're in the routine of kind of doing this every six months it makes the reflect portion of this a little bit easier because you'll have everything that you do right now to look back on in six months and kind of touch base on intentions that you set at that time of the year and goals that you had and things you wanted to do and it makes it a little bit easier to kind of think about what you crossed off that list what you didn't cross off that list what you want to bring with you into the next six months what you want to leave behind which kind of brings me to the next part which is the looking ahead to the next six months of the year so once you reflect on the last six months what do we want to do in the next six i have this thing called the my wellness journal And I really like the format that it has at the beginning of the book. It's really about setting intentions and then once you get into the journal, it's like daily guided journaling. But the beginning portion of this journal, I really, really like. So I'll walk you through it if you don't want to buy this journal because I find this format really helpful for what we're doing here today. If you do want to look into purchasing one for yourself, because I really do love this journal, and this brand has a lot of other different types of journals... The brand is, I think it's pronounced, (laughs) Papier. It's P-A-P-I-E-R, like paper, but with an I in it. Don't quote me on how to pronounce it, but this brand has lots of other journals that they offer, and I really like this one. You can, like, personalize your own journals and stationery and stuff on this site as well, so check it out if you're interested. And like I said, I'll walk you through the format of the start of this journal because it becomes part of my reflect step. Like, now that I filled this out in January of this past year, I can look back on it and look at my areas of focus in January, see what I've crossed off, see what I want to change. So after I kind of look back on what I wrote in January, I get to redo this process right now in July, and then I'll have this to look back on in January when I'm kind of forming my 2023 intentions. I think it's also important to mention when talking about Goal setting and intentions and stuff, and especially looking back on things that you wrote out six months ago, a year ago, a couple years ago, whatever it is, is that we're always changing and the things that we want might change. I think I always had this pressure when writing out my intentions that they had to kind of be brought over to the next section of my life in that if I didn't accomplish something in the last year, it needed to be accomplished at some point in time. So I would carry over these goals that I wasn't really invested in anymore and I didn't really care as much about just for the sake of being able to cross it off, which is silly because we're always changing and the things that we want are going to change. I have goals and intentions that are probably never going to get crossed off my list because I achieved them, but because I don't feel aligned with them anymore. Having an all-or-nothing mentality has been an area of focus for me for a really long time, like healing the all-or-nothing mentality, because for a lot of my life, things have been very black or white, very all-or-nothing. So I viewed things very much as a failure or a success. And nowadays, I'm kind of erasing those words out of my vocabulary and things aren't a failure or a success, but just an experience. Like I said, I've always struggled with finding the gray area of things. And as I get older, I realize that like everything in life is just not as binary as I always thought it was. Like there's not just good and bad. There's not right or wrong decisions. Like you just have decisions and outcomes and experiences and that's that. They don't have to have a label of good or bad, failure or success. I was watching this video from Jules Ackery. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the last name correctly, but she said something about sort of reflecting on goals that really hit home and I feel like it's very relevant to this, and she said that just because something doesn't last forever doesn't mean it wasn't successful in the time it was happening, which I love so much and I feel like is another really important point to keep in mind when setting intentions and looking back on old goals and intentions, like success doesn't have to mean forever. I've said it before, but I think trying new things and experimenting is such an amazing way to learn about yourself, but there's this weird stigma around finding what you like, finding what you're good at, and then doing it forever. And if you, for some reason, stop doing something, then it's a failure or you quit, which I am very much anti this mentality because you don't have to do something forever. I think there's a pressure that a lot of us feel when wanting to do something new because of the expectations that are put on us that like all right well this is what you're doing now like this this is your thing now when that doesn't have to be the case you can try something new you can figure out you don't like it and you can stop doing it so all that to say when you're doing your little reflection step and looking back on old goals that you set and old focuses that you had It's totally cool to cross something off your list just because you don't want to do it anymore or you're not interested in it anymore, you don't feel aligned with it anymore. You don't have to have accomplished something to cross it off your list. And for me, kind of changing the way I view things as just being an experience versus a failure or a success has totally reshaped the way that I view these kinds of things. Alright, so with that... We've done our reflection on the last six months. Now we're looking ahead to the next six months. I'm going to walk you through the format of the My Wellness Journal because like I said, I think it is the perfect format for this kind of thing. All right, so the first page of this My Wellness Journal is kind of a blank page brain dump. It says on the first page, to get started, scribble down all your thoughts and hopes here. And I feel like it's one of those things where you see a blank page and you're like, i'm never gonna fill this up but once you start kind of getting your thoughts out writing down things that you're interested in trying things you want to focus on intentions that you have it just comes like pouring out of your brain and onto the paper and you'll have a big list of all your thoughts and hopes and feelings and i like stuff like this where it provides you with a sort of format to follow but how you want to use it is kind of up to you so i really just did a bunch of random bullet points of literally just different thoughts that came to mind, different things that I want to focus on. So some of the things I wrote were as simple as just like walking, yoga, stretching, (laughs) cooking more. I wrote down morning routine. Some of the other stuff on my list is self-trust, meditation, save money, clean organized space, time blocking. I have some professional things on here as well. Really just use it as a brain dump to get everything out of your head because then you'll use this big list to organize everything better and then drill down on some areas of focus. So once you have your brain dump, then you're going to group intentions from the dump. <laughs> I'm so sorry for using the word dump this much. I really just want you to just take a, take a dump on your paper right now. So once you've dumped, then we're going to group our intentions. So the My Wellness Journal has four categories already laid out and I didn't really love them, but I did use them in January. They're nutrition, activity, mind, and self-care. So I took all my little bullet points from my dump and I tried to categorize them into one of those four categories. Like I said, I didn't love them because to me, self-care is kind of hand in hand with my mind and mental health and I didn't really know what to put into activity and I didn't really have anything to put into nutrition other than like cook more and eat more fruits and vegetables. So I would recommend coming up with a couple categories of your own. I like having four, but whatever feels best for you. This year I did mind, body, relationship, and projects. Experiences could be another good one too, like if you have a lot of goals surrounding travel and like doing new things, meeting people, that might be a good header. For example, I have meditation, breath work, stress management, amongst other things that I will keep to myself under the mind box. Self-care, I have walking, cooking, healing my hormones, prioritizing a clean house. Under the relationship box, I have stuff about friendships and then my own relationship with Matt. And then in personal, I have some stuff about saving money, Goals surrounding good human, goals surrounding my other social media, some new hobbies. So take a look at the dump that you made because we all have really unique dumps. Our dumps are personal to us as individuals. So look at your dump and kind of come up with four or so categories that you think you could put the details of your dump into. So the next page in the My Wellness Journal is picking three intentions and then setting goals on them. So you have your dump. And then you have your different categories next you're gonna pick again it says to do three intentions but i like having a format to get an idea of what to do but then making it my own so pick as many intentions as you want but i would keep it under five probably just to make it realistic and not overwhelming so you're gonna pick however many intentions feel good for you to focus on and then set some goals and kind of break it down into some small steps To help you really keep that focus top of mind or achieve the goal. So this time around for my little mid-year check-in, I picked three intentions again. And they're all kind of related in the same theme of stress management and just making sure that I'm setting myself up for success, like having a good mindset. So the three intentions I chose this time around were prioritizing a clean space, morning and evening routines, and accepting and showing up in the skin I'm in. So once you've picked your intentions, then the journal prompts you to kind of write out some steps to get there. When I do stuff like this, I don't ever really have things with big end goals. They're more so areas of focus. So for me, I'm jotting out some steps on how I can ensure I'm maintaining focus on these three areas. Or even just writing out more of the details of what I want that to look like. So, for the morning and evening routine, I used to be so good about having a routine for both of these times of the day, but they have slipped away. So, I kind of mapped out what I want those to look like again, what I'm going to be doing in those times, and how I'm going to make it possible. Like, what am I going to do to ensure that I actually do these things? Same thing with the prioritizing a clean space. I wanted to first write out, just to remind myself, why this is an intention for me and i see a noticeable difference in just my stress levels and my mental health when my house is a mess which is usually a mess (laughs) just recognizing how much it affects other areas of my life for example i'll expose myself a little bit here okay the sink in my bathroom it gets gross all right i'm not cleaning it matt's not cleaning it and it gets nasty. That is impacting then my nighttime routine and my skincare routine because I don't want to go up and do a dirty bathroom and do my skincare in like a dirty sink. So writing out stuff like that, why I want it to be an intention, I want to have a clean space so that I can do my usual routines and take care of myself. And then what I'm going to do to actually make it happen. Like what do I need to put into place to ensure that I'm keeping my space clean? And then the last area of focus that I had was showing up in the skin that I'm in which has been kind of a new realization for me recently. Specifically with the time I took off social media, it got me thinking a lot about just why I haven't been consistent on there. And I think a lot of it has to do with the state of my skin. So if you've listened before, you know that I've struggled with hormonal imbalances for the last like two years. And with that has come acne. And i don't think i realized how much it was impacting so many areas of my life because i'm so big especially on social media about showing up in my body how it is but i don't do that when it comes to my face and my skin i realized i was deep in the trap of once my skin clears up then i'll dot 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 which is just everything i'm against when it comes to the rest of my body Like, so many of us fall victim to the, you know, once I lose 5 or 10 pounds, then I'll do this. Once I can fit into those jeans that are too tight, then I'll be happy. Then I'll go out, then I'll do this, then I'll do that. And that's something that I had to work really hard on sort of overcoming that mindset. And I didn't realize how much I was applying that same mindset to my skin. And it really contributed to my inconsistency on posting on social media, on showing up on my stories, on taking pictures while I was out and about, on even like socializing with people. My skin has been my biggest insecurity and my biggest struggle the last two years. With the hormonal issues and the health issues that I'm dealing with, it's causing acne. Like that's just a symptom of the health issues that I have at the moment. And sometimes it gets better and then it gets worse again. And I just want to start showing up in all my skin. Like, I have had such hope in the last two years that I was going to be able to heal my body and clear my skin and I still do have that hope and desire and not just for my skin but because I know that my skin acting the way it is and looking the way it is, is a sign that something is going on inside of me and I more than anything want to fix what's going on inside of me and if the byproduct of that is having clear skin again. That would be absolutely fantastic. But I'm getting to the point where I can't live my life hoping and relying on having clear skin again one day. And when it comes to showing up on social media, I can't show up in the body I'm in if that doesn't include my skin and my face and showing up with the acne that I have when it's getting better or when it's really, really bad. Like, I have to just show up in the skin that I'm in. And It took this month off of social media for me to kind of realize how bad it got and I had to do a little digging and some unpacking and I'm still thinking about why I care so much and why it's so easy for me to just show up in the body that I'm in and not feel self-conscious about things that I once felt so self-conscious about like cellulite and you know my legs and my arms like I just don't feel that same sort of self-consciousness surrounding my body as I used to but I feel it so hard when it comes to my skin and I think it was for a lot of the same reasons that I felt so scared of my body being judged like I'm so afraid of people judging my skin or making assumptions about me based off my skin or perceiving me in a certain way like there's still a lot of stigma I think surrounding acne and what causes it and that like you're dirty if you have acne and that You know, you just need to drink more water and change your pillowcase when there are so, so, so many factors that go into your skin looking the way that it is. And so I think I was shutting myself off to people being able to even reach that side of me. It's like a defense mechanism or a method of control. I'm going to hide away and not allow people to see my skin so that they can't make judgments or they can't say things about me or whatever it is, which again is silly when you unpack it because- nobody's probably saying or thinking the things that I think that they are, but when you're insecure about something, you're self-conscious about something, it's such a big deal, and it's really easy to get into your head about that stuff. I don't know, it's so weird to be able to apply that mindset to one part of me, but not another, and I know it's gonna take time, but that's why it's a big intention for the last six months of the year, especially with vacations I'm going on and stuff like. I was really, really, really hoping that my skin would be in a good place by the time that these trips that I'm taking this summer roll around so that I can go and enjoy my time and my life and not think about my skin, but that's probably not going to happen. Like, the reality is I'm facing these health issues, I can't seem to figure out what the root cause of the acne is, and my skin is going to look a certain way on my trips, and I need to continue to live my life no matter what my body looks like, and that includes my skin. And so showing up in my real life and on social media, regardless of what my skin looks like, is a really big and hard area of focus for me for the next six months. And if you want... To hear me talk more about acne and about feeling comfortable in your own skin regardless of what it looks like let me know because i would love to talk about that topic more now that i'm trying to be more open with it because acne is such a common thing that people deal with and i know social media makes you think that it's not because everybody has smooth flawless skin but trust me it is way more common than you think even besides acne like just skin texture rosacea, eczema, like skin conditions in general. I'd also love to talk more about how I'm prioritizing my skin and my skincare routine and showing my skin love. So, if you want to hear more on that, let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at goodhumanpod or at abby underscore wellner because I really do want to open up more of a conversation around acne and skin and how that is absolutely a part of feeling comfortable in your body. So, I went on a little bit of a, a tangent there, but Those are the three intentions that I'm setting for the next six months that I want to focus on and just some more details on how I'm going to get there. And then the last part of the My Wellness Journal that they have is called Wish Lists. I didn't love this part because I found it to be a little repetitive. Like, I think you could kind of work this into step two, the grouping, the grouping of your dump but they broke down six categories, places to visit, books to read, things to watch, podcasts to listen to, experiences, and projects, and essentially you can just kind of jot down some things that you want and hope and wish in each of those categories. The reason I didn't love it, again, was because I found I was repeating myself a little bit, like I already had a lot of this stuff in my grouped intentions from my dump, so It kind of was hard for me to think of some extra things. It was nice to jot down, like, places I want to visit and books I want to read, but you could totally just incorporate that into steps one and two. Or if you want to have just a separate category to kind of write out some of those smaller things, just some stuff you want to do, listen to, watch, you could use this little wish list section to do that. And again, make up your own categories. If you don't like those ones, then come up with your own. And that's it. It's just those four pages in the My Wellness Journal But again, I am using that format just in like a regular old notebook because I think it's perfect for this kind of thing. And then when January rolls around, if you want to do a little New Year's intention setting sesh, you'll have all this stuff to look back on and this format to kind of follow again. I love doing this kind of stuff not only to get into the right headspace and kind of think about what I want to focus on, but again to look back on. Like that's one of my most favorite reasons for journaling It is incredible for getting things out of your head and onto paper, but I love to look back and reflect on stuff and you forget how far you've come sometimes, so it's nice to have something tangible to look back on. And if you're not into journaling every day, I think doing this once a year, twice a year is, again, just a nice way to get out of your own head, get all your thoughts out, reset your focus, and just feel good. It's such a feel-good little exercise. This kind of stuff, I love and especially if you really like set the tone, make it a thing, get a cute notebook, get a cute little pen, put on some comfy clothes, go get yourself set up on a couch, get a blanket, go sit outside, light a candle, get a beverage, like it can just be a very fun and relaxing thing to do with yourself and connect with yourself, which we know I love. And I think I finally found a way to think about my intentions and goals without it being kind of Cringy and gross. Like, I used to fully set smart goals, <laughs> which is great in some circumstances, but for me, setting smart goals for things in my life made it so rigid and very, like, corporate almost. I didn't feel connected to myself when I was working through these things, and it just felt like another thing that I needed to tick off of a list. Whereas, following this kind of format, is truly just about setting my intentions and areas of focus and less about achieving things, which feels way better for me. So let me know if you're doing any mid-year reflections in intention setting. If you tried this format, let me know if you liked it. Maybe just steal like a thing or two. You don't have to do all of it if you don't want to. Just do the dump if that's more your speed, you know? Sometimes a good dump is all you really need. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm really excited to be back. I am feeling very motivated and inspired to continue with weekly episodes. I know last year I did twice a month for the majority of the year. This year, I'm really trying to do every single week. So if you have any topics that you would like to hear about, shoot me a DM. If you like this podcast, give it a rate, give it a review, share it with a friend. And as always, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Love you lots. I hope you have a fantastic week and I will talk to you next time. See ya.